I betrayed my wife. I betrayed myself. I killed men. And I ordered men to be killed. I ordered the death of my brother. He injured me. I killed my mother's son. I killed my father's son. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, I Got a Secret Remix. This is episode 315. I'm Marquis Mike. Pandemic episode number three, I believe. Yeah, this is the third one done from physical distancing. Um, yeah, hopefully it's, uh, it's still sounding good. Uh, you know, everybody's, I think every podcast is, is doing this and just trying to, trying to get by. I think we're the only ones not doing a Zoom conference. Yeah, yeah, Zoom is uh, now's a good time time to be uh, like a shareholder in zoom i don't know if they're yeah. pu- publicly traded or not but uh you know if you wanted to help that start up back in the day you would be looking pretty good right now yeah uh, yeah hopefully everybody's uh staying safe washing their hands um but you know what they also don't throw in there is uh you know take showers too yeah yeah i mean i think showers are optional yeah. Um, I mean, I take them, but so yesterday, Mark, I, uh, you know, I'm working from home. Um, I, I put on pants every day. Like that is my number one rule. Do you, do you live by the rules? Uh, so everybody's working from home and then, you know, a lot of like freelance workers were like, let me give you some advice. Get dressed every day. Like you're going to the office. Yep. I do it every day. You do it. Yeah. Um, I have. I have slacked off on like my like I my shirts like I'm not putting on button ups every day, um, but I put on a pair of jeans or something that needs a belt. Um, I wear shoes, and yesterday I actually did wear a button up shirt tucked in. And uh, around 1:30 I decided this sucks and I took it off. <laughs> I, I, I have to go into the office. I, I I've been deemed essential, and uh, I tell you, I wear a hoodie and like or like a pullover, like a like a uh, like a golf pullover every day to work now. Yeah, you know, if I were to go into the office in the next few weeks, I would be yeah. full casual. <laughs> yeah, it's jeans every day. It's jeans every day, and yeah. just like a hoodie or like a pullover. They're lucky I'm I'm combing my hair and not just wearing a hat. Although I'm sure no one would say anything if I'm wearing a hat. I'd be like, look, it's a pandemic. What do you want? Yeah, you can't go brush to the, my hair this morning. You can't go get your hair cut. Oh, it is long. Yeah. It is. It is. is it? It's long. I keep asking my my wife if she'll cut it, and uh, that, that apparently you know in a relationship there are just certain things she's not ready to cross the line Ooh, for. And, yeah, uh, that's tough. Cutting my hair is is not one of them. I'm I'm, I'm ready to just shave shave the whole thing. Yeah, you know, I I still know the guy that like his mom cuts his hair. Yeah. And I'm like, you're 37. Yeah. Go to the barber. It's or, like 12 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Or or you do know, it, it yourself. Is, yeah. Yeah, just get a pair of clippers. You yeah. Know, shave it. You know. That's what uh, I do. I'm, two I'm, on the side, four on the top. I'm a self groom man. I I'm I'm all my for, I haven't paid for a haircut in 15 years. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I gotta go. <laughs> I got to go. I got one like a week before um, our uh, barbers and hairstylists uh, were told to stay home. Uh, but that was, you know, that's, we're coming up on 
you know, seven weeks or something like that since since that happened. Uh, so yeah, it's it's getting it's getting getting a little shaggy. Uh, we'll see. I I don't know. I I I guess I just don't have the right product for it. I don't know, and we'll talk about this when we get to the movie. I don't know how I get a um uh a nice Andy Garcia slick back, like how he has that much hair and he's able to just like have so much control over it. I, I guess I just don't have the right product in, in my house because by the end of the day, all, all my stuff dries out and it's just flopping everywhere in my face. Yeah, but I think that's the thing is you need somebody reapplying every 15, 20 minutes. I need to be on a movie set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's where I'm going wrong. Or you got to go get your pomade on like uh, Clooney does in that uh, the movie when they're running from the law. Oh, oh brother, where are Oh, brother, where are thou? Uh, yeah, maybe that's. I'm just not reapplying it every hour. Maybe you, I do it in the morning. Yeah, and then, you got to be a dapper Dan man, and you got to do it like at least once an hour. Yeah, maybe I need to start doing that. I think that is the trick. You got to keep reapplying. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's my hardship during this. Uh, hopefully, uh, other people. Uh, the worst thing that happened to them is is uh, that they can't get a haircut, and that is, nothing worse has happened to our uh, listeners. Yeah, if that's the worst, you're doing all right. Exactly. You're doing yeah. all right. And, that's uh, my one complaint. I'm I'm good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't been uh, other you know other than not being able to go to, like to to the cinema. Mm-hmm. Life is not a whole lot different. For me, I'm one of the lucky ones. But now, I don't. Uh... I don't know how much of your life you keep private, how much you keep on the podcast, but I don't know if you know, you you have quite a social media presence. I can't do anything without it being posted on the internet. I have, I so I have, you know, an active Twitter account, an active Instagram account. I actually think you appear more on social media than I do. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know if we want to talk, I don't know if this is a secret, I don't know if this is not public knowledge, but I've heard that you're exploring with some facial hair, uh, looks <laughs> that maybe are, are you gonna do you plan on keeping any has anything stuck with you do you plan on keeping uh once we're through the other side well i i did uh jokingly do mutton chops mm-hmm. and that that was pretty funny yeah. and it's since grown back um okay. i'm thinking that i might go uh fu manchu here soon okay uh to, to try that out a little bit yeah. um I, I i or you know i kind of want to try to go ti- go tiger king but uh i don't i i i don't know if i want to uh commit to that yeah i'm just saying if if, if you look in the, you know you, you do it all for a joke but when you look in the mirror you go it actually looks pretty good i say <laughs> i say just roll with it yeah, I, I saw. It. Yeah, I had people like I'd see people uh, like when I go mountain biking, socially distancing as best as I can. You know, uh-huh. I can easily keep away from six six feet from people mountain biking. Um, other people mountain biking can't fucking figure it out. Yeah, but like people are like, hey, you're looking good, and I'm like, oh, thanks. But I've I always completely forget they're talking about my facial hair because I forgot I did it. Oh right. And for the first the first few days I had the button chops. I had literally forgotten. I'd look in the mirror like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but before all this physical distance, I, I, in my normal job, I get two weeks off for Christmas. And uh, jokingly, I shaved my beard into a mustache. And then by the end of it, I just go, I think I like the way this mustache looks. Mustache man. And now I'm a mustachioed man. 
Uh, and so I'm just saying, you know, if 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 you, if you if you get a soul patch, if you get the Fu Manchu, if you get uh, uh, the Mun Chops or the, um, I mean, you know, the world's your oyster when it comes to facial hair looks. You find one that sticks. I, I say you, you just rock it. Yeah, you know, uh, the mutton chops, my chin got cold, Mark. That's the, But, you know, we're heading into summer soon. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And with a face mask, uh, it might create a better seal if you don't have a bit, you know, bushy beard. True, true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I might, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about trying to go Tiger King. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It scares me a little bit. Yeah, well, soon this will be uh, Mark and Mike Exotic doing uh, <laughs> doing movie reviews. Uh, well, outside of exploring your uh, facial hair, I've been watching. Oh man, I've I've got some stuff. So I'll go. Uh, let me start with the the TV. I'm sure you have seen it and have already watched it, but um, Kim's Convenience season four dropped on Netflix. Yeah, I'm like three episodes in. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying hardest to space them out uh, that, you know, because I just don't want it to all be over and and that's good that's hard on that show because they're like 20 minutes long yeah and they're so good yeah I, I burned through that in like two nights um, and then I decided like yeah. you know I'm like oh, you know what I need a I need just a sick a long-running sitcom that I can just turn on and let it rip right and so I revisited a show and I'm happy I did I and uh, there's there's a lot of seasons now I'm. I started from the beginning, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I was watching Brooklyn Nine Nine when it was in its first couple seasons on TV. Yeah. And I don't know why I faded on that show, but I'm about halfway through the first season, and it's just a good like turn it on and let it go. You know, I can yeah have my Nintendo Switch in front of me playing a game, shows on just. Good laughs, nice light show, quick episodes. And so I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine again. Yeah, I think that was one of the shows, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think, like you, I was watching it as it was airing. And I think what happened is that it was the only show that was kind of on that was worth watching. And then you kind of just fade from network television. Yeah, exactly. There was a there was a, an, a couple years there, there was nothing good on TV. Yeah. So, you know, but now with Hulu, it's kind of easier to, you know, so Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that's kind of one I watch each each week as, as it's coming out. Um, but yeah, there was a time, you know, without Hulu, I was just like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm not going to go back and catch up on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. But, but it's on there now, and there's, gosh, there's a lot of seasons. And that yeah. show switched from Fox to NBC. I don't know if you knew that. It did, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's, that's kind of crazy. Um... So yeah, then uh, man, I got some movies here. Um, All right. So let's see here. Let me hit the, the couple movies that uh, Eddie Moeller on uh, Turner Classic Movies has has thrown my way on Noir Alley. Um, a movie called Address Unknown, which I think was a 1956. Uh, not a true noir, but an excellent film. It's about. Uh, a guy moves to Germany, kind of gets turned into a fascist during pre-World War II, um, and basically there's a, a murder by mail. It's awesome. Oh. Um, great movie. And then uh, last weekend, 
was a movie called Beyond a Reasonable Doubt, which is a pretty popular movie. It's a Fritz Lang movie. It's a it's a a well known film about an author who who um, plants evidence to frame himself for murder because they're trying to show what police and district attorneys can can do with circumstantial evidence and 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 wrongdoing of the legal system and it's got a bomb ending twist big twist uh uh dana andrews is the star in that he was huge back in the day um awesome movie beyond a reasonable doubt check it out and then uh, another uh turner classic on easter morning ben hur was on watch that okay start yeah. start to finish that is such a good movie yeah i, I mean I think that's the third time I've seen it. I've never seen Ben-Hur, but it is my go-to prestige film. It It's so good. It's so good. It's three and a half hours long. Yes, yeah. And there is an... full Irishman. Yeah. There's an overture. There's an intermission. Um, it is such a such a fine movie. I, I, I just blew the whole morning on it and had no... On Turner Classic Network. So... I mean, was it four and a half hours? Uh, no, there's uh, no no commercials. No, okay, no commercials. Okay. Yeah, yep. They just let it rip, and and I mean, you you get the theatrical stuff too. You get the the overture in the beginning, which is probably five six minutes, and then you get the probably like a eight minute intermission. Um, we can go to, you can go use the bathroom, get you some popcorn, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh. And then, so I, I, I was kind of, I was kind of digging, um, oh, I don't know if I mentioned this the last time I watched another movie on Turner Classic Movie is an Audrey Hepburn movie called Wait Until Dark. And I'd seen this a few weeks ago. I think I forgot to mention it. Um, basically Audrey Hepburn plays a, a blind woman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm familiar with this. Yeah, it's, it's a very famous movie. I'd seen yeah. it once before when I was a kid. And I I started watching it. I kind of I just got sucked into it. It's so cool, and it's got Alan Arkin playing this crazy thing. And there's these guys that are trying to like break into her apartment. She's blind. There's this whole subplot. It's pretty cool. Um, so I found some stuff on streaming that I was trying to find some stuff I'd never heard of, and I sure did. Um, there's a movie on both these are on Netflix. A movie called Seventy One as in the year 71. Okay. And that's about a British soldier who gets separated from his unit in um, civil, uh, the Irish Protestant Catholic um, turmoil in Belfast, Ireland. And it's basically a, a super intense um, survival movie. Uh, it, it's, it's so good. I don't know any of the actors in it. I, I, I just saw it and had decent reviews and and i fired it up and it and it was really good i highly recommend that movie and then another uh movie from across the pond is called caliber and this movie is about a couple buddies that go on a hunting trip and uh some accidents happen and it's kind of like another survival movie but there's a a little you know test of friendship and and loyalties and and uh morality and oh, what a what a cool movie uh caliber i highly recommend that 
Alright. And then the last one, I watched the probably the most recent movie I watched. I watched Honey Boy, the Shia LaBeouf. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been seeing that on my Amazon Prime. Yep, watched it on Amazon Prime. Uh, that's a really good movie. It's it's quite an accomplishment by Mr. LaBeouf. And, yeah, I um, believe he wrote that in rehab. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. It's got uh, Lucas Hedges, I think is his name. He's kind of up and coming. Um, and, of course, Shia's in it. And yeah. I don't know the name of the kid who plays young, young Otis, but... Oh, uh, Noah something. He's the kid from uh, Quiet Place. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I highly recommend that movie. Real good. Real good for uh, for something that's I don't know. It was kind of under the radar. I right. Yes. Yeah. You know, I didn't. You know, people. You know, critically, it was a darling, but I don't. You know, yeah. people didn't get and out then, to the theater yeah. to see it. Yeah. And, and you know, as far as being a critical darling, I don't think there was a lot of award nominations though for it. You know, kind of just a, a well-regarded film that, you know, di- didn't get commercially or then, you know, doesn't get, like, the big awards either. Yeah. And it's one of those films, too, you you see the performance of, like, Shia LaBeouf in that, and it just it just makes you question Rami Malek again. Yes. <laughs> Shia, you know, I, I don't know if he ever went away. I know he had his troubles, but... Uh... I will check out this Honey Boy. Uh, I I really loved him in uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, and um, yeah, just just there to remind you, he's still one of uh, one of our fine young actors. He's he's good. He's good. Yeah. I I I have uh, Peanut Butter Falcon on my list to watch, and uh, yeah, Shia he's a good actor. He really is. Yeah. I mean, you gotta just kind of throw away Transformers. None of that's his his fault. And hey, he was you know, okay I'll... in the original. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. So, and and you know every prestige actor does their, uh, you know let, let me buy a new mansion. Exactly. Know. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what I've watched. I got actually got some movies in, so I was pretty happy yeah, about that. Quite a bit. Um, I had an interesting two weeks of movie watching. Um, I, I watched Parasite again, which is a fantastic film. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, upon that, second watch. Is that streaming somewhere now? Uh, streaming on Hulu. Oh, great, great. Yep. So I watched that. Uh, did watch a movie on Netflix, uh, 2016 movie uh, starring uh, oh uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse Plemons and oh, I can't can't think of who who uh, played uh, the mother, but it's a movie called Other People. It's about a uh, uh, kind of a uh, New York uh, well kind of a failed television writer living in New York who comes back to his hometown in Sacramento to, to take care of his uh, dying, dying mother uh, played by um, oh, who's the uh, SNL actress, uh, Shannon. Um, uh, I mean, Sharon, Molly Shannon, Molly Shannon plays oh, okay. the mother. So she's dying of, of a cancer of some sort. And um, it's kind of a, him moving back to you know his small Sacramento town, uh, dealing with uh, his issues of you know not being as successful as he thought he'd be, moving to New York, uh, some relationship stuff, and uh, you know family. It's uh, I didn't enjoy it that much. I will say Jesse, you know, as far as uh, you know, put him in the category of, of fine young uh, actors. Uh, Jesse Plemons is uh, he, he's really good in this. Yeah. Would you have, of all the all the people in uh, Friday Night Lights? 
Would you have expected Jesse Plemons to come out of that as as the the shiny diamond? Oh no! I why Matt Saracen isn't uh, just in movies? <laughs> that that that's who I would have picked. But yeah, I, I don't know if Landry would have been the guy. I you know. All the characters, uh, obviously Riggins, I think had had the biggest uh, kind of path to success, and, yeah. and it didn't go great for him. Uh, but yeah, I, I was like, oh, Saracen, that, that's gonna be the actor. You know, the ladies. I, I was flipping through Netflix, Netflix, and you know how the the, the trailer will just start to play. Uh-huh. There was a movie. It kind of looks like a uh, like like a single white female, uh, like an update. I think it was called The Roommate, uh, and it's um, Layla Garrity, and just the clip that they showed of the, the tra- you know, so if it's not a Netflix movie, it'll just play like a, a scene from the movie. Uh-huh. The acting was so awful. Just her <laughs> line delivery. I was like, why did she get the second biggest, you know, piece of the, the Hollywood pie? Uh, but Jesse Plemons, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. he went on to go do Breaking Bad and then the Fargo. And then, you know, anytime he shows up in movies, he's great. He's good. And, and then, yeah. uh, there's the other, uh, the other girl, um, who's Riggins' girlfriend, she was in John Wick. Oh, Tara, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know any of these people's real names, but, except for Jesse Plemons. He's the only one I'll learn. Lip, her last name's like Lipnicky or something. But yeah. she, yeah, she was in John Wick 3, I think? Uh, I believe she was in the first one. Was she in the first? Uh, she yeah. tries to kill him at the... Uh, okay, yeah, so she was in the first John Wick. Okay. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who 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 to thunk it? That, uh, but he he, you know, he's great. Um, you know, I think we talked about it maybe last year, the year before, about how there just weren't, weren't great theatrical comedies, uh, and how I thought Game Night was the best one. And really, the only thing I remember from Game Night is just how funny he was as like the deadpan neighbor cop. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Uh, yeah, just the way he would give his lines. Uh, so I watched that. Uh, I have been uh, working my way through the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Uh, so I'm through four of them. Uh, those are fun. I, I, I have enjoyed every one I've seen except for maybe four. And that's, or except for, excuse me, except for maybe three. And refresh me, the 13th is with Jason, Friday the 13th? That's J- well, you know, it's very Jason's funny. Jason's mom in the first one. Jason's mom in the first one. And really, the Jason I think we all picture doesn't even show up until Jason 6. Really? The 6th Jason, yeah. You know, the, the second one, he's walking around with like a sleeping bag on his head, or not a sleeping bag, a pillowcase on his head. Um, you know, at one point he gets kicked, kicked in the groin and he goes down, and he's like, Jason doesn't go down from a groin kick, but in early Jasons, if you kicked him in the groin, he would fall. I think I've only seen the first one that, that uh, at the camp with Kevin Bacon. I think that's the only one. Oh, I've yeah. Seen. Uh, they are all, they're all on Amazon. Or at least the first eight are on Amazon prime. And, uh, yeah, I've really just been enjoying throwing them on at night and just kind of like they're cheesy, but there's kind of like this like sweetness to them. And it's just kind of like that, uh, 80 style where like, you know, they didn't have a lot of money. This is just a bunch of, you know, especially the first couple is like, these are just theater actors in New York who got together, you know, got a little money and are putting, you know, doing the slasher movie in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, you know, Kevin Bacon ends up being the biggest star of the first three movies. Uh, and, you know, his part in one's not, not even that big. You know, he's, he's not where, like, um, he's probably the main guy, but, you know, it's basically about the, you know, the, the final girls of it. But, yeah, really been enjoying the Friday the 13th uh, rewatch. Right on, right on. Yeah. Um, 
watch not not a series but uh tied together by uh same director i watched uh the witch and the lighthouse i had back to back those bad boys. oh yeah dude yeah um i really liked both let me say that but i liked them for very different reasons they're very they're very good they're very well done but like they're just different they are uh, Lighthouse is 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 bananas. It is surprisingly f- very funny. There, it really is. There, there's a lot of humor in that. Yeah, some of the things that they say are just hilarious. Uh, the imagery is very. It, it's shocking and like it, it's edited and it, it's just very very. I it, it's it's very, it's very moody. Um, I put it on. So I bought a Blu-ray of this, and I don't know why I thought it started playing. I go. Did I get some shitty, uh, uh, what would you call it? So there was wide, you know, back in the day, your DVD could come in, uh, yeah, you letterbox or, or, or yeah, yeah. aspect ratio, yeah. yeah I, was like, I was so confused because, like, no way do they make those anymore. Those DVDs that only come in, like, uh, you know, the, the, the bot, the, the, the square TV format, yeah, made for four, four to three. Old school TVs. Yeah, yeah I know. And that, that's just the way it's it shot in a 1 to 1.19 aspect ratio. And it it, it, it kind of it, – it creates like you – it's just how directors – you know, the, the tools – it's not just script and, and pointing the camera at the right thing. But, you know, yeah, use aspect ratio to create a feeling of like claustrophobia. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, there's, a sci- there's a science and an art to it. And, and that movie takes place on an island. Yeah. And they're just you're like you think and just knowing that they're on an island is enough, but but it's not like they want you to feel even more enclosed. Yeah, I don't know if uh, yeah I, I I you know went went and said it it was either the best or worst decision to watch during social isolation. So I guess <laughs> we'll just see how the, you know the next week turns out, uh, and if I if I turn on my wife's cooking and uh, how she reacts to that, <laughs> uh, which, which is one of the funnier scenes in movies i've seen in the last maybe maybe this year you know i haven't watched a lot of comedies but uh this might be the funniest movie i've seen (laughs) yeah kind of kind of scary kind kind of not scary but just uh you know uneasy yeah unsettling and then and then the witch i just think i just thought the witch was so great uh it's eerie and it's creepy and then the story's great and it's very interesting um yeah really enjoyed both both movies uh from uh robert eggers yeah he's he i i've i've loved both of those i'm excited for whatever comes next yeah uh and yeah so that's what i watched so uh the witch lighthouse and then just uh four friday 13th movies do the uh friday 13th have like awesome subtitles like colon something something uh yeah so it's funny they have um oh, i'm trying to think of the ones i've seen so the fourth one is called the final chapter which is funny because you know because that's a lie yeah it, it's just a <laughs> lie there's uh and then there's jason lives and then uh my favorite one is eight which is jason takes manhattan Ooh. yeah but yeah i think after two uh well jason three is jason 3d I believe there's no – yeah, it's just Jason 3D, so of course it has to be in 3D. Um, as all third of uh, a franchise have to be in the 80s. Yep, yep. Uh, I don't believe 2 has a, um, any, a uh, anything after uh, the letter. They also have great uh, – I, I forgot – just uh, great 
opening title credits. So, you know, there, there's kind of like a cold open, you know, the movie opens, something happens, and then, uh, then it, you know, it starts running through the actual credits. And it just has a great Friday the 13th logo just crashes into your screen to let you know this is what you're watching. It's on. <laughs> yeah. In case you forgot. Yeah, in case you forgot what you're turning <laughs> tuning into. They also did a great thing. Um, you know, we, we talked about this when we did Halloween, too, is how those movies seamlessly kind of you can just watch one and then go right into two. Uh, Jason, the Friday the 13th does the first five minutes is a full recap. It's almost like previously on Friday the 13th. They just, <laughs> they just summarize the movie you saw before. Like an 80s right TV show. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's the first. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's someone having a nightmare and then they're just reliving the entire, uh, first movie over the first, over five minutes. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I got those in. I probably could have got a few more Jasons in, but uh, for the movie we watched this week, I I had to dedicate uh, you know a whole three hours. Uh, (laughs) We watched 1990s The Godfather three. um, A I don't know. uh, I guess I don't have when Godfather a sequel to 1997's Godfather 2, which was, a, of course, a sequel to 1972's The Godfather. Uh, we had previously done The Godfather 2 on a prior episode of uh, That Guy, so if you guys want to go back and listen to that, uh, that's there are, uh, should be there in your uh, feed of, of choice. Well, Godfather 2 was 74, right? So it was 72, 74, and then yep. this, this one. I thought you said 87 or something. Oh, no, 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 yeah, 1990. Uh, yeah, this one was, yeah, so Godfather three was, was 1990. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Godfather 2 was in 1974. For those who don't remember, The Godfather 1 and 2 tells the story of the uh, Corleone family, mainly focusing on uh, Michael Corleone. He, uh, in the first one, is the uh, son of V. Corleone. Uh, after some mafia dealings, he gets pulled into the family business, uh, eventually taking over the mantle of a... Of, uh, the, the dawn of the Corleone family, and then two continues his uh, his story as he as he's making business in, uh, in Vegas or in, or I guess Nevada and uh, and uh, Florida and other places, and uh, kind of continues his story while also flashing back to uh, uh, kind of kind of a prequel. I don't know if we discussed this in Godfather Two. Was Godfather Two kind of a prequel? Um, shoot it. Let's just say it was. Yeah, you get a lot of early uh, Vito Corleone, uh, played by Robert De Niro, uh, in the second one. Uh, and then uh, three now finds uh, Michael, an older man, a man in his 60s. So he has grown children. He uh, is uh, – he's, uh, how, how he, he's kind of trying to find the uh, – um, He's guilty over over maybe some of the actions he he has done uh, in the previous movies. He is is he trying? Maybe this is a little confused of what was going on. Essentially, Godfather Three. Michael is an older man. It seems like he's trying to go legit. Yeah, in some aspects, but then it just seems like every and maybe it's just because I'm watching the Godfather. I go everything they're doing seems illegal. Yeah, I, I think. Uh... Yeah, I guess you can say he's trying to go legit. Yeah, so... Um, he wants out. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to read this from the wiki, because uh, trying to summarize uh, what the story... So, uh, 
Michael uh, is approaching 60, is racked with guilt over his ruthless rise to power, especially for ordering Fredo's assassination, which happens in the second movie. He donates a part of his tremendous wealth to charitable causes. Um, he and Kay are divorced. Their children, Anthony and Mary, are grown. Anthony does not want to pursue law school. He wants to, he wants to move to Italy and become an uh, opera singer. Uh, Mary's there. She's doing things. Uh, who is his um, trying to, okay, Sonny's illegitimate son uh, played by Andy Garcia Andy Garcia, what is his, his name is Vincent yeah. uh, he comes into the fold he is trying to um, carry favor with Michael get into the family business uh, they have a feud with Joey Zaza, there is a whole other part where Michael is, and this is where I wanted to read because I, I'm, I'm confused by everything that happens in Sicily. You're not the only one, Mark. Okay. So Michael knows that the head of the Vatican Bank, Archbishop Gilday, has accumulated a massive deficit and offers $600 million in exchange for shares in inter, uh, and immobiliary an international real estate company, which would make him its largest single shareholder with six seats of the company's 13-member board. Um, okay, and then from there, there's a bunch of stuff that happens with uh, assassinations and uh, uh, treachery and uh, all to all types of things. Was this your first time watching Godfather 3? We'll talk more about the plot as we can get, get into it. It was actually my first time watching Godfather 3. Yeah. Um, so normally, I, so I'm trying, trying to rephrase this because um, normally I say, you know, let's just get into it. But before, so this was your first time. What was your expect uh, expectation, or uh, how are you feeling going into this? What, what, what have you heard based on Red's reputation, based on just what you had thought going into it from seeing Godfather One and Two? Well, what, I, what did you know about Godfather? I had always heard and had been told that it, this movie was a total stinker, and. Yeah. And going into it, I I was ex- just knowing, like, of, you know, having seen the first two, I was expecting the, the same kind of pacing um, as it's, you know, the same writer and director. Um, and I was just expecting more mobster stuff. But as soon as things started getting uh, drawn into the Catholic church... I was completely and utterly like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, so same like you, and there's kind of a theme for this month was uh, Andy Garcia films. I think that's what, what we decided on, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was kind, of mo- kind of sequels that notoriously have bad reputations. I, I think Ocean's 12, everybody kind of points to is like uh, – Oh, that was the bad oceans, and then Ocean's Thirteen tried to tried to make up for it, uh, and then Godfather Three is Godfather Two, perhaps maybe the greatest sequel of all time. Godfather Three, you know, the joke, not even involved in the conversation of you know these two great films. Yeah, um, people choose, to, choose that, to forget it, it exists. Yeah, and so I was kind of expecting. See, I was almost thinking less mobster stuff going into. It. I was like. Oh, did they get too artsy? Did they get too drama? It's 1990. It's 17 years later. Is this a story about you know my, an older Michael grappling with? Uh... Yeah, I was just expecting a lot of just sitting and talking. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say you know, 
it kind of, you know, it was definitely a little, little more mobstery than I was kind of maybe anticipating going in. Uh, what did you like about The Godfather 3? Well, um, I loved Al Pacino's hair. His hair, it just, it does not look like a mobster's hair. No. And, you know, we only know mobsters from television, I, I, unless you know them in real life. But, like, he kind of just had this, like, buzz cut. Yeah, it's, like, spiked. Yeah, he had, like, spiked hair. Spiked it's, salt and pepper. Totally it cool. Just didn't, yeah. It, it, it gave him a very – so this is supposed to take place in 19 uh, – I believe 79 is when this is the, – the, the opens up and that's the events it's taking place. Um, yeah, 1979 is how it opens. But it kind of – he kind of seems very modern. Yeah, yeah, he, he's hip. Yeah, he's a cool. He's a cool cat. Cool haircut. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, um, I thought Pacino's performance was good. Yeah, yeah uh, Pacino's. He, he kind of. He's a heavyweight, you know. I mean, he brings it no matter what, and I think he. I think he was good in it. Yeah, and so this is 1990. This is you know. Uh, you know. 14 years is that what we said 16 years since godfather 2 um you really see that you know this is kind of the pacino i think we all kind of know now um he's still kind of great but you know just kind of watching the the early godfather how like kind of um i don't know subtle his performance was it's very he, he gives a very quiet performance and now it's kind of like it's the it's the it's the it's the it's the yelling pacino yeah you know the first two he gets his he gets his um he does more with like a side glance to the camera, yeah, right. Then yeah, and then and and in three, it, yeah, it's definitely I'm the head of this family. You're gonna listen to what I what I say. Yeah, yeah. He has the great you know this uh, every time they every time I'm out they pull me back in yell just when he's uh when uh, Joey Zaza and uh, Vincent are arguing in his office and he just tells him to shut up like you know just it, it's a very commanding you yeah know, performance by. Uh, by uh, Al Pacino. I really liked uh, Andy Garcia. I thought Andy uh, Garcia was really good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the scene where the two the two guys kind of break into his apartment early in the movie and try to assassinate him, and him just uh, the way he just handles that, I was like, oh, this guy's a fucking badass. He is a badass. He's he's a slick player, man. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. He uh, he's he's got a little temper. He does a little yelling. There's a lot of yelling in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is for certain. But you know he 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 gets it, he gets it from Sonny. Yeah, yeah, and that was the thing. Yeah, Sonny was was uh, the assertive brother. Yeah. So um, there were, and you know, and then plot wise. So I think the performances were all really good. Um, uh yeah, I mean, from Pacino well, no, I'm sorry, and Garcia, yeah. they were good. Yes. <laughs> so let me leave that in. When mafia stuff was happening, much like Godfather 1 and 2, I thought the scenes where it was mafia people plotting and doing things, I thought were, were, were entertaining. Uh, I enjoyed those. I, I enjoyed um, Joe Montaigne as Joey Zaza. Um, yeah, there was a lot of that stuff I liked. Uh, there were also some really bad performances. Oh, man. I go, oh, oh this, man. Is, this is not good. Also, I... Do not care about one. I don't care about what's happening Two, the performances are really bad. So now it's making it even worse. But uh, the mafia stuff I did enjoy. I do, I do just like 
guys in suits plotting and, and doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The first, you're really, and again, I, I can't tell you what was happening in this movie, but, you know, up to they go to Sicily, I, I'm I'm in for like 60% of this movie. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's interesting because of, of the three Godfathers, um, this one was was is by far the most action driven. Yeah. And and I enjoyed it to a point, but then it, there's a point where I'm starting to think this is just like a parody of itself or or a satire on the original two films. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, just some of the action stuff, the cool mobby action, although cool, uh, is just out of place to me for a Godfather film. Yeah. Um, any specific parts where... Helicopter assaults? Okay, that's the one where I was like... Well, to me, that's not even a mafia thing. I was like, you would have... If you got a helicopter and shot up the uh, a casino in Atlantic City, you wouldn't have to worry about Vincent getting revenge on you at some street fair in in some crummy New York neighborhood. Right. The FBI, like the army, everybody would be like, you, you remember when that helicopter killed a bunch? Of, like that, that's a terrorist attack. Yes. And this yeah. and this movie takes place in the eighties. Yes. And, well, uh, yeah, yeah. So it'd be yeah, nineteen. Yeah, when that happens, it's early eighty. Yeah. yeah, and it's like that. It was just such a bizarre, though cool, cool way to kill a bunch of mobsters. I'm not gonna yeah. like lie about that. Um, handcuffing the door, super dope. Yeah. But, I mean, I I was just like, what the hell is going on here? I and that's the thing. Like the the previous two movies, like it. Uh, yeah, there was some action stuff and some some hits and stuff, but it's the stuff leading up and 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 the effects on on the characters after that's so important. Yeah, and, and you know usually you know or in the Gotha, you know the, the the craziest hits are, uh, you know I think when they get Joey Zaza at the, at the fair and and the guy comes in, you know uh, Vincent's dressed as a cop. That's about as you know elaborate as a kill gets in in, in these movies. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, two guys dress as priests and they ambush you in your car. Maybe even in the first one when Sonny get, get, gets hit, part of it is like that's an elaborate plan to kill a man, and that didn't involve a helicopter. No, that's just a roadblock. <laughs> yeah, like all those guys just waiting at a roadblock. I was like, that seems a little, that seems a little much. But and then you know Joey's eyes, he's like, I can top it. We'll get a helicopter. <laughs> it's just at that part, I was like, I you know. John McClane is the guy who comes and solves that 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 crime. Right. That, yeah. 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 It, it, it form. <laughs> yeah. Um, what didn't you like about the Godfather Three? Um, I I felt so awkward that whole time with the whole incest side love affair um, with Mary and Vinny. It it's really because again this is 1980. Uh, and she just like, oh, so they had met before, right? She tells him that when she was eight, she saw him when he was 13. Yeah. But now she is, how old is she supposed to be? Oh. I mean, Vinny's probably like late 20. Yeah. 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 So Vinny's supposed to be like kind of like 
28 or something, right? Uh, yeah, she just, like, instantly falls in love with her cousin. First cousin. Everybody's just like, oh, it's your first cousin. And Yeah, but nobody Michael's, did that. Nobody said, ah, it's your first cousin. No, Michael, <laughs> the closest Michael got to it was at one point he's uh, – when they're in Sicily – and he's just like, uh, I think he says something like, it's wrong. And you think he's referring to their cousin. He's like, he's going to be in dangerous work. Right. Yeah. It's because he's yeah. going to attract danger. Yeah. I was like, in 1980, no one cared. They, and the fact that they just kept referring, they, that they would call each other cuz, it's it just gross. Yeah. Uh, it was so gross. And I don't know. I don't know when we quit marrying our cousins, Mark. But yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like. In, like, the late 1800s. Yeah. Like, the Civil War was probably the last time anyone married their cousin legally. I, and I get, like, so Sonny has to be related because he has to be, or, excuse me, Vincent has to be, you know, in order for Vincent to become the Don at the end, uh, spoiler, uh, he, you know, he has to be uh, related. Just drop, well, so I guess, and the other part, you know, the, the, the elephant in the room i guess is, is sofia coppola is not a good actress terrible terrible actress so you can just drop that entire you don't even need that we don't even need her in the in the film yeah we we don't need she that. could have been the one who decided anthony uh michael's young or boy tells him he wants to become an opera singer and you have one scene where so uh mary says i'm gonna move to california and become a dentist and then she's gone <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah, she doesn't need to be in the film. Right. Or, or she's going to college. Yep. Yeah, it adds, adds nothing. But, yeah, the, the incest angle, it, it's just weird. And, yeah, the fact that, like, no one. And it was so front and center. Yeah. Like, it would have made a little more sense if it was, like, this secret they were keeping. And, and then we would have been like, well, yeah, Vinny's a perv, you know. And he's taking advantage of his younger cousin. Or, and it, but it was or, just kind of like in the background as this like secret they're keeping from from Michael, and you can't actually keep any secrets from him. Oh. But the fact that they're just like, hey, and then and Michael's like, hey, yeah, yeah, you can't see my daughter. Uh, I, I, it was just ridiculous. As um, and then the you know the maybe it would have been different if they left it up to us to figure out they were not not to figure out, but just like. Don't be so front and center with the fact that they're cousins. Sure, yeah, yeah. If if they just if, if it's something we watch the movie and then we think back and go, wait a minute, if that was Sonny's boy, then that means, <laughs> wait a minute, they're cousins. Does anyone else know this? But just the fact that it was so front and center that they were cousins. Well, I kept yeah. I kept waiting for a reveal that that Vinny wasn't related at all. Yeah. And so that's why I thought like like. Michael was okay with it or not, you know, shutting it down right away or having Vinny killed because I, I, I thought he knew actual information about who Vinny's dad was and they weren't going to be, I was waiting for that reveal and it never came. They're just like, no, we're cool with, uh, with cousin fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you make him Tom's son? That and that like, brings I, up I get another it. Like, question, make... Mark. Where the fuck make, is Tom Hagen? Do they make I, – so I read online, and maybe this is from the book, is that – but they make no reference to Tom. None at all. And I, okay. did, I was like, did he 
I don't remember him dying. I'm pretty sure he's still yeah. alive at the end of two. So the character says that, uh, or you know, online, and this might be from the book, is that the character Tom Hagen dies, uh, and then of course, and then um, studio gossip is that, uh, um, oh, who played Tom? Duvall. Yeah, Robert Duvall uh, wanted more money and decided not to do the film. So, uh, but yeah, to not even reference. Uh, Tom just seems, you know, you got three hours. You can't <laughs> discuss that that Tom died in the 14 years. Yeah, yeah. And had an illegitimate son who was Vincent, who will then become the Don because Michael's super progressive as a mafia boss. <laughs> that makes way more sense than what's than what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that angle definitely is 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 right front and center thing I didn't like. I, I, I get it. We talked about everything that happens with the Vatican and what's trying to I don't understand it. I I don't It's so confusing and like you you gotta suspend a lot of belief yeah. when you think of uh, a cardinal or someone getting assassinated in in the Vatican at Rome. Like yeah. impossibility cannot happen. You know, especially by <laughs> some two-bit mob guy like not a possibility that can ever happen uh but even though i'm i'm suspending you know belief to try to enjoy the film as much as i can that was still just bizarre yeah so um there is some uh so this is uh loosely based on real historical events concerning the ending of uh the papyacy is that the papacy of John Paul the Paul, first, uh, the six, Paul the six. Okay. Yeah. The very short tenure of John Paul the first in 1978 and the collapse of the Banco Ambrosiano in 1982, uh, like the character Cardinal Lamberto who became John Paul the first, the historical John Paul the first Albino Luciani re- reigned for only a very short time before being found in his bed. Um, so journalist David Yallop argues that Luciani was planning a reform of Vatican finances and that he died by poisoning. These claims are reflected in the film. Um, and then so. So, yeah, I guess there's some historical maybe people believe this was what happened. And so they went with it and said, oh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll just tie it in and fictionalize you know, the mafia being involved in, in killing cardinals. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, how, so they, what, the why was the lake house completely abandoned at the beginning? Oh, just like the opening scene? Yeah. Like was Michael like, ah, I, you know, this is where I killed Fredo. I'm just getting out of here. Yeah. And they just okay. left it. It was on lake, you know, the, the Tahoe house or whatever. 16 years later, you think he would have sold it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just dilapidated. Yeah, it's like he picked up and left after Fredo Fredo dies. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I, you know, I think it's to show us, uh, to remind us about Fredo, even though it comes up a lot. Uh. Yeah, interesting to yeah start with that shot and then kind of go to the uh, the event uh, where where Michael is um, getting a medal from the church. And you know another thing on uh on uh, the performance of Pacino 
until the confessional scene, uh-huh. I don't feel like he gave a shit at all about killing Fredo. No, I, I think the only thing that bothered him was that uh, Kay and Anthony knew. Right, yeah. Yeah, he was ashamed that his, his, yeah, his, his, his wife and son knew, but no remorse. <laughs> yeah. And then another yeah, so... thing, which is really confusing to me, and I, and so the, the movie takes place in the 80s. Um, there's, I understand if his son wants to be a musician. Yep. But he's not wanting to go be an opera singer. Right. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so this is the 80s. Him even being wanting to be like, uh, what was it, Joey Fontaine? Doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like, he wants to go, like, he should be joining, uh, like, the Flock of Seagulls or becoming a folk singer in New York. Yeah, or... or like, the village. Or, like, or, or like a Motley Crue type of band. Yeah, yeah, join like, yeah, him being like, oh, I love music, I'm going to go to Sicily and sing opera. It's just such a, a weird thing to try to they, they had to get him to to italy somehow i guess yeah. especially with michael having such a cool hip haircut you think that the children especially and they also live with k you know so michael and k are divorced the children you know split time between the two you figure they would have grown up pretty american yeah yeah and so his love of like opera and sis like it just it, it's uh, it's interesting yeah and, he, and you would think like if he's wanting to like kind of like separate from the family he's ashamed of what his dad did he wants nothing to do with it he'd do like huh? exactly the opposite you know just yeah. like i'm not doing anything traditional i'm not going to be in the opera i'm not going to eat spaghetti you know what i'm eating i'm eating hot dogs and i'm listening to the fucking clash uh would this movie be better if uh, – so it still takes place in Sicily, the, the, the second half of the movie. They're going to go see Anthony perform, but he is in a Montley Crue-style band, and they're kind of like – you know, they're listening to like Girls, Girls, Girls while all these hits are taking place. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think that would actually help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we kind of talked about Sofia Coppola, you know, daughter to Francis Ford Coppola is just – uh, potentially, and I don't want to pile on, because but it is like the reputation it has is like maybe one of the worst actresses I've ever seen in a movie, and maybe it's just because she's surrounded by very good actors. I think that yeah, I think that's part of it. I think they that um, maybe old old pops is trying to get too much out of her. Yeah, but every line reading just seems so um, stilted, you know, stiff and just like nothing behind it. Like like it is just like she's reading her lines. So, um, I, I feel like that she is, her parts are so choppy that I, I feel like they're like, she's having to have her lines fed to her every take, yeah. you know, yeah. there's nothing coming out naturally. Uh, so one of the, um, you know, the stories coming out of Godfather three, uh, was that originally this was supposed to be Winona Ryder. And uh, she had to drop out, um, I don't know, scheduling or something. So then Sofia Coppola takes uh, takes over the part. Uh, with as much as she's in it, I mean, like, I guess it would just be a better – I'd be interested to see if this movie – you still have the weird incest plot that really centers – like, really, that's all Mary's there for is yeah. to have this weird incest plot. So that would still be – 
distracting, but I just wonder if a better actress if this movie gains uh gains like a letter grade. You know, I think you would add some flow to the film. It wouldn't yeah. it, you know, when she's on screen you just you just check out. Yeah, you really do. Anytime she's just talking, I'm just like, oh my god, like this is, yeah, it t- takes you completely out of the film. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she just wasn't an actress. She went on to go do uh, Lost in Translation, though. So yeah, you know, she's having a fine career. Yeah, she did some pretty good. Di- she directed that, mm-hmm. and she directed Virgin Suicides, I think. Virgin Suicide, yeah. And, uh, uh, a few other th- lesser known things, but yeah, yeah, she's been okay on that side of the camera, I guess. Uh, Marie Antoinette, I think uh, she did the, the Kristen Dunst like period piece oh, film. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, she did that. So yeah, yeah, she, she you know, she's working. She bounced back from from this, but uh, just as a viewer, definitely just yeah, to, for a three hour movie to have these big chunks where I'm just taken out of the movie, uh, not great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did did you, I, I know this is this is how you do it, but for this film, did, were you able to complete this in one night? Oh yeah. Oh wow. All right. Three. More dedicated than I. I'd take a break. Yeah. I'd. I'd. I'd, uh, I. I cozied in. uh, Into the basement. Turned it on. Let her rip. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I actually. I. I had a good stopping point because this really is. I mean, you could. This is two movies. The Sicily stuff could be Godfather Four. It is. The everything is. It is so separate. You absolutely could just knock this into two movies. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, not going to send a second movie, so uh, you know the movie kind of wraps up. Vincent um, takes the Corleone name, becomes Don. Michael uh, is alone um, uh, in his villa at the end of it. Uh, he, he's lost his daughter. He's lost his family. Would you like to see a sequel of The Godfather, Godfather 4? Oh, man. I don't think so. No. I don't think so, Mark. <laughs> How about you? I Yeah, I, I don't know if we need Yeah. I'm trying to think. I guess we really don't get like the modern, I mean Sopranos, right? Like that's kind of your modern mafia. Not that I'd want to see it, but it'd be very interesting to see like uh you know Vincent Corleone, and just kind of how you know the, you know we say you know the movie takes place in the '80s, but it doesn't really feel kind of like the '80s. Yeah. Uh, Vincent Corleone having to like be a lot, you know, operating the mafia in the year 2000. Like a re uh, a reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, just a sequel because you know it's just Vincent. You know, he's older. It's Andy Garcia. Um, but yeah, like. I want to see the transition because, you know, in The Godfather 3, everybody's still wearing suits. I want to see when they transition to uh, tracksuits. Yeah, to the Adidas yeah. tracksuits. When does that take place? Yeah, <laughs> when, when do they loosen the, dre- the dress code? Now, am I am I mistaken? Did they try to make a uh, a television series called The, called the Godfather? Kind of around the time The Sopranos was, was, uh, was big? I thought I, I for some reason feel like that someone tried to hit on the name, like a network show, to to play off the popularity of The Sopranos, but I could be off. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I guess there was plan for a fourth film, um, which would include De Niro reprising his role as a younger Vito Corleone. Uh, 
Let's see. But yeah, that, that never, and then uh, Andy Garcia reprising his role as Vincent during the 1980s. Um, but that never came to fruition. And then the only thing after that was that, uh, um, the author, uh, uh Puzos, uh, Mario Puzos, he, I don't know if this ever came out or if he was working on, um, Oh, he, okay, so it, and then it was expanded into a novel by Edward Falco and published in 2012 as The Family Corleone. Oh, so but, someone took what Puzo, Puzo's work and, and continued on, much like uh, like a Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Yes, yeah, so yeah, it seems as Edward Falco kind of took what Puzo's was working on as far as a potential sequel and then expanded into a novel. Oh, okay. But uh, nothing about a show I'm seeing, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you know, something like Sopranos happens and then, uh, of course, everything else is trying to, you know, jump on it. Maybe I'm thinking of, uh, yeah, maybe I'm thinking, they, I know they did a video game. I bet I'm thinking of the video yep, game. There is the Godfather video game, yeah. which I think, uh, Tom Hagen plays a bigger role in. I think that's where my mind is. Yeah. Um, so this movie uh, now, now isn't there like a a like a eight hour the, uh, chronological cut of the Godfather saga? Yeah, I don't know what they call it, but there is. Yeah, so essentially what they do is they take uh, all the Robert De Niro portion of two, put it in the, so you can watch it in chronological order, starting with Vito Corleone in Italy, and then working your way all up to Michael, um, you know, in, in his, in his sixties. I wonder how that goes. I wonder how yeah, that, is. that is. That is, that is, that would be a lot. Cause there's not a lot of flashbacking in, uh, three. Right. And, and one and two were so fluid, like style, yeah. uh, you know, with the directing and, and well, the time period too, and the, and the technology, uh, that they work, but then the the third one is is twenty years uh, you know down the road. I, I bet that would feel really weird when they when yeah all even of a with, you got Godfather three pieces. Right, yeah, I I do feel like you know if you edit one and two, starting with Vito and then ending with uh, you know Fredo getting killed, the jump when you jump to the you know Michael getting uh, his old. I just yeah, I feel like that would be kinda kinda jarring. Yes. <laughs> and then you're kinda just stuck with Godfather Three for three hours. Do you think Godfather Three is a bad movie? Uh no, Mark. I, I don't you know, to to me I don't think I don't think it lives up to the negative hype. I, I think yeah. it's I think it's okay. Yeah, I, I also walk away I was like I think this is an okay movie. I think there's uh some some plot issues i think there's a storyline that i don't care for you know uh, the incest i think there's a really bad acting performance in it but for the most it's an entertaining enough film i just think its reputation is and thinking about an eight-hour cut is that the first two are just so good yeah i mean it's nowhere on the level of the first two yeah but if you just want to put it up with a long you know mob drama it's pretty it's okay and yeah. the performances from Andy Garcia and Al Pacino completely make up for for a lot of the, the shortcomings of the film. Yeah, uh, I agree. And um, that being said, you know, because it's not Godfather 1 or 2, uh, this movie I think would have been a lot better if they kind of stepped in and just said, this isn't the Godfather 2. Let's go ahead and hack 40 minutes of this movie off. Yeah. 
Let's tighten this up. Let's let's tighten up the uh, the party, and yeah. we don't need to relive another you know one hour long party scene. And then we really got to tighten up the opera scene. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that opera some... scene is no christening scene in the first Godfather. Right, right. I mean, there's some tense moments. We got some cool, like, assassins creeping around and yeah. shit like that. But, oh, man, I do not need to hear Tony Corleone sing. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to know he can sing. It doesn't matter. I don't yeah. need to see Al Pacino and Diane Keaton exchange small talk and glances. Like, sh- show me, show the sniper aiming through the rifle and, you know, a couple times here and there, and let's just keep moving. <laughs> you know, in a three-hour in a three hour movie, is you know, like the, the K and Michael stuff, we already get it. We've already been with yeah. you for two hours, you know, two and a half hours. I just feel they like... They hate each other, but they love each other. Uh, you know... Francis Ford Coppola just doesn't want to leave any film on the floor. Yes. Everything he shoots, he wants to use, I think. Like uh, that or there's just an unbelievable amount of unused footage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think this movie could could have been improved just by like tightening it up. Um you know, just make it a 2 hour and 25 minute movie and you know, it's still a long movie, but you yeah. know, just it maybe goes a little better. Uh, that being said, you know, so this, this does get the reputation for being a um, a dud of the Godfather film. It's still uh, considered fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a score of sixty eight percent, so it's you know not certified fresh, but you know sixty eight is still a positive review. Um, had a budget of fifty four million dollars, grossed one hundred and thirty six million dollars, so financially you know seemed to be successful. Um, I just think at the end it just doesn't live up to the Godfather one, Godfather two. Yeah, and I I believe this this movie was nominated for multiple Academy Awards. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it got some. Yeah, see, nominated for uh, eight eight Academy Awards. Oh wow, seven seven. Yeah, best picture, best director. You know, best picture in a time where there was only five. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola nominated for best director. You had Andy Garcia for best uh, supporting actor. Uh, and then of course, you know, and then uh, music, art, cinematography, film editing—those those rounds out the awards. I believe Al Pacino uh, kind of famously has been snubbed by the Academy for his his uh, his Godfather roles. He does not get a uh, a nomination here for Godfather Three. Yeah, the surprising nominations for me would be for director and picture. Yeah, uh, but part of me thinks like those 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 happened because of how long they waited between two and three uh, where that's also why the movie suffered to me. Uh, right. It's because they waited so long to, to make three. So they're like, Hey, we got another Godfather. Yeah. Let's go ahead and nominate it. I mean, uh, what other, I mean, uh, what other nominees were that year? Oh yeah. I got them up here. So you know, we have nine nominations now. Yeah. I believe the five movies nominated uh, runtime is equal to nine movies so uh you have awakenings which i'm not familiar with uh and then ghost uh the patrick swayze movie uh and then godfather part three dances with wolves and goodfellas rounds out the the rest of the nominees wow that is a lot of film um wow yeah so who who was the winner 
Was that uh, Dances with Wolves okay, yeah. was, wins Best Picture that so, year. Dances with Wolves. Oh, man. That's a way better movie than Godfather 3. Agree. Uh, and I think uh, this is maybe a year you look back on. It's like, I can't believe Goodfellas didn't win. But, yeah, Goodfellas and Dances yeah. with the Wolves above, yeah, Godfather 3. And Ghost was nominated for And, this? yeah, and Ghost, Ghost yeah. That's Ghost is a very rewatchable film, I think. Yeah. I, I Wow. Godfather 3 feels like the throw in there. I don't yeah. know. What's the other one? Awakened or? Uh, the Awakenings? Oh, or Awakenings. I've never it's heard it's, of that. It's a film based oh, that's on with De Niro and uh, Robin Williams. I've seen that. Starring, Ro- yeah, Robert yeah, De Niro and Robin Williams. That's a fucking good movie. Okay, yeah, yeah that rounds it out. Uh, nice tight runtime of 121 minutes. Oh, nah, yeah, keeping it. Shortest, keeping it, shortest yeah. film on the list. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, that, that was the, the Academy Awards. So, yeah, nominated for seven Academy Awards, you know, po- generally positive reviews. Um, made, made some money, but... You know, I, I think some of the rotations are not not fully deserved for this movie being uh, awful. Yeah, I agree. It's it's not it's not an awful film. Yeah, it's an okay movie. After watching the third one, I think we covered this in the second one, but just after watching the third one, is it time for The Godfather to be remade? Do we need the Corleone television show as as, as you brought up? Um, I I don't. I don't think I would be against a, a super dark Corleone uh, television series done by like a, a HBO or something. Yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, I feel like there'd be a lot of backlash because people are like, oh, you can't touch The Godfather. Or if you're doing a television series, it would just be The Sopranos. But also, I think you can maybe need something to fill The Soprano void. People love yeah. crime drama. And you said it. You know, uh, you, I don't think you do three, uh, at least not in season one. You go back and maybe you do, uh, maybe you do two, but it's like, or you, you do a style of two, but it's uh, it's Michael getting into the family business, but then you can also do flashbacks of Vito. I think that's the stuff people want to see is some Vito and Michael, and you yeah, don't sunny right away. I just think you know it'd be uh, something as successful would be just like um, just the, the a period show. Yeah. Um, said it, yeah. Yeah, because you know, Sopranos was modern time mobster. Right. Like, let's go back to the old school mobsters and have a have a real cool drama. Yeah, um, set in the 1950s or whatever. Yeah, yeah. right that era. Uh, you know, where 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 they're pushing to get Frank Sinatra in the pictures. And I mean, I guess they kind of had that with Boardwalk Empire. So I mean, yeah, it's, so that's maybe Prohibition has, era. Yeah, I mean, maybe it has been done. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you get Joe, Joe Pesci involved. He never appeared in a Godfather movie. It's, he's, he's due. He he can be the new Vito. Yeah. Yeah. Make it Joe. Just like uh, rever- reverse age him. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, so Godfather 3, did, did we need it? I'm going to say no on this one, Mark. Yeah. I, I think I don't need to see the conclusion of the Michael Corleone story. I think 2 is a fine enough wrap up yeah i agree with that yeah um you you see him go full criminal he kills his own brother that we we see him turn from you know the army veteran who's pulled into because his father's in trouble turn into a ruthless mob boss but uh yeah i don't need to see his redemption story if that's even what this is yeah i feel like they just skipped they actually skipped the redemption story yeah 
and went right to he pissed off the mob after trying to redeem himself. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need the actual redemption story. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that that? Or we, we we do remake it, or we get, we get the show, and it's just Anthony Corleone. Try it's like a it's like that show Fame. He's he's trying to make it as an opera singer, but they also allude to oh yeah he's also mobbed up. Yeah, yeah. But he wants to make it on his own. You know he he wants to press, like, uh, producers with his own talent. He doesn't need uh you know he's trying to uh you know strong arm arm him into 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 the show. And I'll tell you, Mark, you know George Hampton, a law. Bro. I know he's playing a different character, yeah. but he was kind of like that replacement, the consigliere lawyer replacement. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there, there's a there, there's a time where he's – they cut they, – they do – I think they cut like the newspaper article, and then they cut back to him. And I was just like – I feel like – for a second there, I was like, oh, are they wrapping up Tom's story? <laughs> Is this like cut back to Tom? And, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, he's definitely trying to fill that role. Yeah. And his he, character is written he, to kind he of have got that. it. He doesn't got no. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Godfather three, while not as bad as I think people say it is, it's also, I think you can skip it. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. I agreed. Yeah. If you, if, have, if you got three hours, just watch Godfather two again. Yeah. Or finish the Irishman. That's something or, I could have done. You know what? You haven't seen Ben Hur? Check it out. Yeah, you go check out Ben Hur. Hey, <laughs> maybe maybe that's what we'll do is we'll find a, a list of other three-hour movies you can watch instead, and then once you finish all those, then go back and watch the yeah. Godfather. Dances with Wolves. Yeah, I'll alternate three hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you have thoughts on the Godfather three, you can uh, find us on Twitter, DBTG Pod, or send us an email, DBTG Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, you can rate, review. Uh, you know, share a link while, while while everybody's sitting at home. Watch the God. You know, while people are sitting at home, maybe it's a good time to find that ultimate cut of The Godfather. Just spend eight hours doing that this weekend. Yeah, if you do that, let us know how that goes. I, yeah. I want to know about that. Yeah, pop some popcorn, get some cannolis, and just yeah, watch The Godfather. <laughs> oh, the we we haven't we didn't even talk about the cannoli murder. Did uh, I might have looked away? Does Connie? What happens to Connie? Connie, uh, Connie's alive. Connie's alive. She doesn't like take an anecdote or like rinse her mouth out or spit anything oh, out. With, like, I, I think, uh, I don't think every cannoli is poisoned. Okay. But she took like the smallest tiny bite and then just like gave the guy a look like there. You happy? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think maybe the cannoli in the middle was, was the poison. Okay. One. Her reaction, that. though, would have uh, – if I was that guy, I would have been alarmed by her reaction to eating that cannoli. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, okay, these cannolis are good then. Because she takes the, the small – small, the tiniest nibble of yeah, that cannoli. Just, just a little taste. Yeah. And then just like the the shots of him like mowing down cannolis during the opera. Yeah. Gosh, that was ridiculous. That was so comical. I just – it was so out of place and ridiculous. Yeah. But that character needed... was so ridiculous. That's true. I loved his, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I loved all the older mob guys <laughs> just kind of like li- li- living, living, living their life. Yeah. 
Yeah. His uh his cane though with with, with the uh that the fist. Oh, is that what that was? I couldn't figure out what that was. That was it a looked fist. like a fist. Yeah. 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 Like a yeah. <laughs> and then he would like use it to like knock on the glass to give the toast. I was just like, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah. That is a that's a gangster move. In social distancing, that would be great to give like fist bumps. Oh yeah. Yeah, you just hold the end of the cane and you know present the fist portion of it. So, <laughs> yeah, Th- there was a lot. <laughs> yeah, some sillier stuff happening in this one. Uh, cannoli death were, uh, right right up the top. Death by cannoli. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that'll do it for this week. We'll be back uh, next week with another episode. Uh, until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel and Remakes. Keep those mobster movies coming. When they come, they'll come at what you love. <laughs>